Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A Year of No Fear. Today, I'm going to be reading in 1 Samuel chapter 12, and I'm going to be reading from verse 10 to verse 25. So right now, basically, Saul is, or Samuel, is giving the Israelite people like a speech of what has happened in their history and um, just some backstory. So I'm not really going to explain too much. So picking up in verse 10, it says, this is Samuel talking about Israel. It says, then they cried out to the Lord again and confessed, we have sinned by turning away from the Lord and worshiping the image of Baal and Ashtoreth, but we will worship you and you alone if you rescue us from our enemies. Then the Lord sent Gideon, Bedan, Jephthah, and Samuel to save you, and you lived in safety. But when you were afraid of Nahash, the king of Ammon, you came to me and said that you wanted a king to reign over you, even though the Lord your God was already your king. All right, here is your king that you have chosen. You asked for him and the Lord has granted your request. Now, if you fear and worship the Lord and listen to his voice, and if you do not rebel against the Lord's commandments, then both you and your king will show that you recognize the Lord as your God. But if you rebel against the Lord's commandments and refuse to listen to him, then his hand will be as heavy upon you as it was upon your ancestors. Now stand here and see the great thing the Lord is about to do. You know that it does not rain at this time of the year during the wheat harvest. I will ask the Lord to send thunder and rain today. Then you will realize how wicked you have been in asking the Lord for a king. So Samuel called to the Lord and sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people were terrified of the Lord and of Samuel. Pray to the Lord your God for us, or we will die, they all said to Samuel. For now we have added to our sins by asking for a king. Don't be afraid, Samuel reassured them. You certainly have done wrong, but make sure now that you worship the Lord with all your heart and don't turn your back on him. Don't go back to worshiping worthless idols that cannot help you or rescue you. They are totally useless. The Lord will not abandon his people because that would dishonor his great name. For it has pleased the Lord to make you his very own people. As for me, I will certainly not sin against the Lord by ending my prayers for you. And I will continue to teach you what is good and right. But be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Think of all the wonderful things that he has done for you. But if you continue to sin, you and your king will be swept away. So verse 20, Samuel says, don't be afraid. He reassures them. He says, you have certainly done wrong. Make sure now that you worship the Lord with all your heart and don't turn your back on him. He says, don't go back to worshiping worthless idols. They're useless. And then he says, the Lord will not abandon his people because that would dishonor his great name. God has taken pleasure in making them his people. So just like yesterday in the book of Judges, and I didn't really go too much into the book of Judges, or if you've ever read the book of Judges, you can see how slow to anger and how patient and forgiving God truly is. The book of Judges is just a lot of back and forth between Israel sinning and then repenting, sinning and repenting. And that's kind of what Samuel is explaining here. Samuel is appointing Saul as king because the Israelites wanted a king. Israel wanted a king. And God didn't want to give them a king because he was already their king. But they wanted a king, so God gave them a king. And that king was Saul. So Samuel is just explaining to them now what's going to happen if they turn their back on God and basically who God really is. And I just think it's so good He because he's reassuring them. 
He says, you've certainly done wrong, but make sure now that you worship the Lord with all your heart and don't turn your back on him. That's all that God wants. Even if we do wrong, even if we do bad things, even if we sin, and I'm not making allowance and I'm not making room for sin. I'm not making any room for that. I don't, you know, I've been saved. I've been changed. I have a new nature. I no longer want to sin. I'm not going to go out of my way to sin because I know that the Lord is going to forgive me. That's not what I'm going to do. You know, they were under a different covenant. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the power to resist the devil. They didn't even, they weren't even aware of the enemy. They weren't aware of the devil at this point in time. So they didn't have all the knowledge that we have. And then they didn't have the Holy Spirit either. But Samuel tells them, the Lord will not abandon his people because that would dishonor his great name. It would dishonor his name. The very person who he is, it would dishonor his name as the Lord. The name that's above every name. It would bring dishonor to that if he turned his back on his people. If he abandoned his people. It goes to show God's forgiveness. Because Israel has been doing wrong, honestly, since Genesis chapter 3. But, you know, once Israel came together as a nation, you really start to see it in the book of Exodus. So Israel has been doing wrong for for quite some time. And it goes to show God's character, that he's slow to anger, that he's willing to forgive. And he wants his children. He loves his children. He wants his children to do right. So don't be afraid if you've done wrong. But make sure now that you worship the Lord with all your heart and don't turn your back on him. Now today we have the power to do that because we have the Holy Spirit. Once I gave my life to Jesus Christ, once I gave my life to Jesus, I I made, that was my choice. I chose life. And from that moment on, I chose to serve the Lord. I chose to serve him for the rest of my life. And I'm not saying I'm a perfect person. And I'm not saying that I don't have my days where things get a little hard. But I will never turn my back on the Lord because what he has done for me. Because he is a good father. Because I know his character. I know who he is. There would be no reason for me to turn my back on him. He never does anything wrong. He's perfect. Why would I not want to be in a relationship with somebody who's perfect? So if there's sin in your life, if there is something that isn't supposed to be there, if you're living a lifestyle that you're not supposed to be living, and if you're a born-again believer in their sin, you can repent and turn away and start walking by the Spirit instead of walking by the flesh. Go read Galatians chapter 5. But if you're not a believer and you're somebody who's never, if you don't ever remember a time in your life where you made the decision to follow the Lord, to follow Jesus, you can do that with me right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again just for me. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I repent and turn away from all my sin. Holy Spirit, give me the strength and the grace to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, there's no need for you to be afraid for all of the wrongs that you've done. You can worship the Lord with all your heart. Don't turn your back on him. And the Lord will not abandon you. And that go, that 
Not to say that you won't ever make a mistake again. Not to say that you're a perfect person now, but you are made righteous in the Lord's sight. If a mistake is made, if the, if a slip up happens, God says his mercies are new every morning. There are new mercies every single day. He is merciful. He is patient. He is slow to anger. But you now have the Holy Spirit living in you. And he gives you power to live a victorious life. He gives you power to live life victorious over sin. If you know God's character and you truly know him, there's no need for you to be afraid whenever you make a mistake. Because he's not waiting to punish you. He's not waiting to strike you down with lightning. He's not waiting to strike you with an illness. If you know God's character, you know that he is patient and that he says that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's slow to anger. He disciplines us and he corrects us. But punishing, he never uses sickness and disease and physical things to punish his children. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you guys are having a blessed day. And I'll be talking to you guys tomorrow on the Sunday episode. Bye.